welcome back to this week's uh, third instalment of the Devil in Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkinson. I'm joined by Paul Whiteside and Paul Parkin. And Paul Parkin's going through his team of the decade. Uh, Paul, just to remind everybody, uh, you went with nine levels of fullback, Jody Broughton on the wing, Joel Moon, Junior South in the centres, Ken Seal and Rob Bluey at six. So there's your, your back six, Parker. Who's, mm. your, who's your number seven? Do, do I really need to announce it? Is it is that not going to be blatantly obvious? So should I say it anyway? Um, it, it's the man we were talking about in the last in the last instalment of this podcast. Um, it, it's Jacko. Uh, I, not only is he the best scrum half I've seen in the last ten years for Salford, uh, he's probably the best scrum half I've, I've ever seen for Salford. Um, I caught the very end of Stevie Nash when he was, you know, I mean he was probably nearly 40 when I saw him play, so that doesn't really count. Um, just, yeah, what a player, what a man. I, I've got nothing but great things to say about him. Um, and from when he came, our club's fortunes have changed from the back end of last year, uh, where, you know, we were in that, that middle eight, and he, as soon as he came, it changed everything. He missed two games. We lost them both in that period. Um, his influence on the, not just the team, but the club has been, it's been absolutely immense, and, and the guy's carried himself so well. And he, I think he's a bit of a no-brainer. Um, we we have had a couple of other options. I think, uh, like I mentioned in the in the last cast, you know, we had Dan Allsworth, who at the start looked like he was going to be an absolute worldie, but kind of fell apart. Um, but the only other one I could really think of was uh, was Dobbo. Um, I think. You know, he, he was obviously really good for us, um, but not not the, the, the same kind of, of class of, and influence that, that Jacko's had. So, yeah, I think Rob Louie and Jacko obviously work together as well. So, I, I think it's a decent combination. Yeah, um, 41 games, 15 tries, 15 goals, Paul, uh, for Salford. Uh, but that really kind of only tells half the story, doesn't it? Yeah, I think look at all the stuff that, that he did. Off the ball, without the ball in the hand, the defence that he did, the influence that he had on the, on the team, on the pitch, the way he guided us round, the way he could put belief into players who perhaps, you know, didn't think they were as good as what they were. He could he could raise them up a, an extra notch, couldn't he? And not only the players, but the, the supporters as well. I think he put belief in the supporters' hearts, didn't he? And he just raised everything, raised the bar, raised the club, and um, took us from being... You know, in the doldrums to 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 a grand final, really. Along the way, it wasn't just him; it was a team effort. But he had a massive, massive influence on that. And uh, as soon as he came, when he made his debut against Leeds, um, he was only on for about twenty minutes, wasn't he? But he seemed to lift everybody in the stadium, and oh, it was amazing. And what, like Park, he said, he's, he's probably one of the best players I've seen at the club. And what's he played forty-one matches? But I can't think of a better scrum half. In my time watching Salford and Jackson Ace, I thought he was a fantastic player. Yeah, Man of Steel played for Great Britain. Um, you know, like you said, part of our fairy tale uh, to Old Trafford. And you'll, you'll never be forgotten. Um, difficult shoes to fill, uh, but yeah, he, he 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 probably will make most of our um, team of the decade from what he did in them uh, them forty one games. So Parker, who yeah. is your First prop forward. Now this this is a position we have been fairly blessed with, oddly enough. Um, there's not been too many I can say that about, but uh, 
And again, after much sort of wrangling with my own mind, um, I, I, I probably, I don't know, it, it was really tough this, but I've gone, I've gone with our skipper. I've gone with Moose, Lee Mosser. I think he's missed games because of the injuries and we all know that. He's told the story of how, you know, he almost gave the game up and everything. But I think on and off the park, again, he's led us really, really well. He's a great player. I think he's shown in the last sort of, three, four months of the, of the season just gone that, he, he, again, you can see why he was an international player and why, realistically, he still could be. I think he's a, a really good prop forward, real goal forward, real aggression um, and, and a leader as well. And I, I think in a very, you know, a, a very tough position for us and, and me to, to pick a player, but um, I've just been so impressed with him. I thought when we signed him, it'd be a good sign if we could keep him fit and that was the main thing. And uh, when it mattered, he was fit, and he, you know, he was part of the reason again, another part of the reason we were so successful this year. And uh, yeah, so I, I just, I just, he just picked a few players there, but I had, to, I had to put him in my team. Yeah, from 2017, played uh, 55 games for Salford, scored five tries. Uh, like you said, a warrior, inspirational captain, always kind of goes forward for us. Um, yeah, I struggled a little bit with injuries, but. I think he's he's kind of adapted his training methods. I think to to kind of cope with that, uh, Paul. So uh, yeah, he's, he's fantastic for us, and uh, I'm sure we'll have a you know a few more years of him uh, uh, going down the middle for Salford. He has adapted his training. He comes out and does his own uh, his own training regime every week, doesn't he? But uh, I thought that I remember saying that to Wall last season. Does he have a fitness test every week? Went, no, that's his. Uh, that's the way he trains. But let him carry on training like that because I thought he was immense last season particularly towards the back end of the season. I remember um, an interview, speaking to my dad about this the other week, when we played Wigan in the semi-final, they interviewed Sean O'Loughlin before the match, and then they interviewed Lee Mossop, and my dad said to me, there was only one team going to win that game, after you watched it, you know, the interviews, you had one guy there that looked down and out, Sean O'Loughlin, and Lee Mossop just had the fire in his eyes, and um, that's the sort of belief he brings to the side, you know, being, being such a leader on the pitch, and that... Um, that forward partnership that we heard a lot last season about Warmsley and Luke Thompson at St. Helens, but Dudson and Mossop for Salford take some beating that, you know, there's some power there going forward. Yeah, fantastic forward for us. Uh, like you said, he's got that experience, he's come from, you know, Wigan, uh, he's got that big game uh, sort of mentality, but also knows what to do in, in them games as well. So I think he's, he's uh, certainly added a lot to our our pack, uh, and I'm sure you know. Being cap- is he captain this year, or is it he was, ca- he was captain the grand final, weren't he? Um, you know, he's sure he's going to continue to lead by example uh, this season beyond. So that was your your prop forward, Paul. Who's your hooker? Um, again, yes, not not really, not really been overly blessed in that that area. Um, we had uh, Wayne Godwin for a while. Who was certainly entertaining, and I'll give him that. And he still is now in his, uh, you know, his media role. Uh, very, very entertaining lad, and, and a good player. You know, a really good player. Um, uh, possibly uh, even even Tompkins. I think certainly this year he he was a massive asset. And the last sort of like, again another player three four months was was brilliant. Before that, I was I was critical. I'll be honest. I didn't think he had that that level of performance in him but again you forget how long he was here as well he was with us for a good a good few years um, and for that you know you, you've got to give a guy respect but 
Uh, he's obviously moved on now. Uh, the only other one would have been Alka, perhaps, uh, but he was right at the end of his his career, really, with us at the start of this decade. I think you know he didn't he never went to the AJ Bell, so he played a couple of years. But um, no, the player I've gone with is uh, is Joey Lossett. I think he's been an absolute sensation, massively underrated. Uh, you know, when he signed for us, even I was going, "What who? You know, what who's this guy? What's he going to do?" Another, you know, a squad player. But, oh, I mean, how many tries did he score this year? Um, I'm virtually all the same. You know, you could just copy and paste each one. Um, but and again, another one with great influence on the team. The amount of breaks he's made. And I, I just, I think for a kid of his age and all that role. He's, he's going to get better and better. I know it's going to be a little bit more difficult this year because he's not going to have his mate <clears> with him, but I, just, I think he's been phenomenal while he's been with us. Yeah, 41 games for us, Paul. 15 tries, 4 goals. Um, give us that extra spark round the rook, extra bit of quality. Um, got the most steelyest eyes you're ever going to ever look into when you're interviewing as well. Uh, but such a nice bloke. So, yeah, I think he deserves to be in this... Uh, Team of the decade. Yeah, he certainly does. He's he's got um double kicking game as well as Joey. He's 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 got a good boot on him. A couple of times he's, he's put in some big kicks. You know, at important stages of the game, he's put a couple of forty twenties and he put one in the grand final, didn't he? Uh, but his tries as well. The, like Parker said, they're all copy and paste ones, but they always tend to be really important ones. Um, particularly the one did he score against Old KR in that 17-16 game? I remember him scoring at Edinburgh in the win there. That was a, a, a crucial try, a crucial part in the game. He scored late on against Old KR and won there at Craven Park. So, yeah, he's come up with some some big tries. And I go along with him as, as an hooker. I think there's another lad as well who I think could have got in there if he'd have been injury-free, and that was Chris Brining. When we first signed Chris, I was dead yeah. excited with him. And I think he's pretty similar sort of player to, to Joey Lussick, similar yeah. sort of age as well. And, he didn't work out for Chris with his injuries and that felt so sorry for him and mm. I wish him all the best at York. He had a good good season for them last season. Hope he goes well again in 2020 but he could have been the next big thing for us. It's just a shame, you know, injuries got the better of him but no, Joey Lussick, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he can go again in, in 2020 because he's he's improved, you know, since we've signed him and, and got better and better each week. Yeah, won our Fans uh, Player of the Year award as well which is, you know, a massive uh, achievement. Uh, yeah, very good hooker for us. Uh, yeah, fantastic to see what happens in the next few years in a in a Salford shirt. So who's your who's your second prop, Parker? Uh, again, like I said on the last one, very 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 tough. That's this is the main reason I've got a bench. By the way, that's the only the only reason. Uh, I've gone with Big Ray Cashmere. Oh yeah. He only you know he only really creeps into the, the new decade, if you like, of, of these players, but. I, an all-round prop forward. I don't think you'll find too many better. And, uh, he, he was he was brilliant, wasn't he? What a what a man! The size of him's like a mountain, but uh, a lovely guy as well. But a great player, a really really good player. I just I just wish you know he's one of them players we could have got before we did and, and kept him for a lot longer. But uh, yeah, I, as a prop forward, he must have been intimidating to to other players. He was such a massive man, and he had a great offload and. Uh, Oh, it never failed to make meters and got through his graft as well. So yeah, uh, in, a, in like I've said before, very very competitive position uh, going back over the last ten years. Uh, he, he's he's getting in there. An absolute giant of a man, massive hands, um, one of our most consistent farmers. 
during his period at Salford Red Devils. That was between 2009 and 2011. He played 72 games, scored five tries, Paul. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he was uh, definitely a workhorse in that in that Salford pack and uh, added that steely um, consistency. Yeah, he certainly was. He, he's got the biggest legs I've ever seen. His legs were absolutely enormous, weren't they? He's like a sort of a rubber sort of legs, really, that he had. He, the way he used to run with a ball. and you know, the, the amount of power he had, though, he, was, he, he really was a bit of t- a tough ball. We? we had a couple of good prop forwards around that time. Craig Stapleton as well. Uh, it was a good good front row, that, you know, Olka Stapleton and, and, and Ray Cashmere. So I'd go along with Ray. I think... Uh, him and uh, him and Moose Mossop would be a decent uh, decent partnership, wouldn't it? Really, a bit of size there. He would be uh, certainly a better buff in that in that front row. Uh, that's for sure. Um, second rows, Paul. Give us your first second row. No, well, the only thing I'll just say going back. The only reason I didn't I didn't put Stapo in is I, I don't know whether he made this new decade. I can't. I couldn't quite picture him. I know. He I was just thinking the same two, thing. Then he played all 2009. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he played it. If he if he had, he'd, he'd definitely been in the squad because he was another an absolute monster of a forward. Um, yeah, moving on. Uh, going on again about this team's uh, this season's team and the uh, first second row is Josh Jones. I think from the the, the minute he, he came to Salford, he was he just been so different. Uh, and I spoke about it before on here on the pod that um, his he, game in that million pound game again I watched it again the other night and his influence towards the end of the game in the middle of the park was nearly as as influential really as what you know Griffin did creating them breaks um, he, he was the one that got the offloads out he was the one that kept the ball alive when we really needed to and ever since then he's just grown and grown and he's the kind of player you don't replace because nobody in, I don't think anyone in Super League plays like he does uh, he's an absolute cannonball, and uh, you know, good luck to him up at Hull. Uh, again, like Paul usually says, not too much good when he plays against us. But um, yeah, I, don't, I think he, I think he's been brilliant for us in, in the time he's been with us. Yeah, Craig Stapleton played for us between two thousand eight and two thousand nine. Yeah, we didn't quite make it into this definitely no. Parker. No, but Josh Jones was a, a big part of our team and our squad. Between 2016 and 2019, he played 114 games, scoring 19 tries. Um, yeah, had that ability to engage with the defender and back off as well. Very consistent. Defence was solid enough as well. He will be missed, it has to be said. Um, but like you said, we have these memories, don't we, Paul? Yeah, we certainly do. We certainly do, Robin. I was just racking my brains on. Craig Staple, didn't didn't he leave us and go back to the NRL? Didn't he go sign for Souths after us? Didn't he yeah, I think he did. I think he yeah. did. He did go I'm back just to the racking NRL. my brains then because 2008 was the <clears throat> sorry the National League season, wasn't it? And coming to Super League, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? You know, to remember players that sort of that 2010 being the start of the decade. 2011 was a lot of player movement around that time, wasn't it? So, yeah, but uh, but yeah, all the guys you picked up to now. I, I'm struggling here to, to pick a different side to what you've picked, but I'll go along with Josh Jones. I think Josh Jones has, um, has been, a, been a top player for us. I was talking to my father-in-law today, who's a seed to get over at Saints, and we were talking about Josh Jones, and he saying, do you think you'll miss Josh this season? I said, well, yeah, I think he was really good for us last year. And He was sort of saying when Josh played for St. Helens, they didn't really see the best of him there. He was more of a centre, and he's, he's put a lot of size on since then playing for us. And, now you think of him more as a forward every time now, don't you? He's a second rower. You don't really think of him playing in the centre the way his sort of body shape's changed and that. But 
you know, you look there, he got into the Great Britain side off, off the back of what he did last year. And unfortunately for us, Hull are getting a, a really good player. You're going to have to pick a different team, Paul, because next week's podcast is going to be a bit boring if we just rattle the same names off. No, no, I'll pick a different one. <laughs> I don't want to. Just to be awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Park, who's your second, second row? Uh, it's Big Ben. Big ben Murdoch, Miss Silva. Uh, I don't really know where to start with him. What a, what a player. What a, again, another man mounted, but great hands. Uh, played a lot of minutes for us. Created a lot, scored quite a few. Um, obviously, Warrington knew what they were doing when he when he came in for him. And when I've seen him play for for Tonga as well, I know it's all about soccer, but even when you see him play for Tonga, he's he's such a machine. I'm surprised he hasn't gone back to the NRL. I don't know quite what why not, or you know whether there's an issue there or what. But well, I, I thought in his time because he's such a not just a fan's favourite, he was so exciting and. I, I think he's a phenomenal player, to be honest with you. I'm not sure Warrington have even seen the best of what we saw of him. Yeah, played for us between 2016 and 2017. 60 games, 22 tries, uh, Paul. Um, yeah, big unit, runs out wide. You know, he, he was a he was our danger man uh, during that period. Scored some great tries for us. Um, another one where you think when he leaves, oh, what's going to happen now? But people step mm. up, don't they? Uh, and like Parky said, Warrington, he's, been, he's played 54 games for them so far. Um, and, he's, and he's not really set the world on fire. Um, he scored 17 tries for Warrington during that period. So he's, he's kind of near Salford's uh, you know, record. But he's not the same player, is he? No, I, I don't think it. I echo what we both say there about him. I don't think they've seen the best of him. He always looks like he's carrying injury to me, whether they've... He's had a few knocks when he's been at been at Warrington, but he doesn't look as fit as he was at, at Salford. I don't know, um, but yeah, I thought he was an incredible player for us. I mean, I remember um, I can't remember what what game it was, but I remember my dad just nudging me and saying, "Wow!" when he broke through, and he looked at me, and, he, and, and this is how how good he must have been at the time. My dad said uh, he reminded me a bit of Colin Dixon there, the way he went charging through there. And for me, dad to say that about a player is 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 a big 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 rap, a real big rap, and. You know, that just shows you how exciting he was. Though When he went rampaging through, he had a bit of pace as well, didn't he? He was great to watch. He was terrific to watch. I mean, I've heard people talk about guys like Mike Coombe charging through. But to see a forward that size go on the burst, takes your breath away. And we've gone about winger scoring, great tries. But when you see a forward marauding forward like Big Ben used to do, it's great to watch, isn't it? And uh, no, he's, he's going to be really boring this next podcast because I'm having Ben Murdoch, Mr. Little Mighty. <laughs> Fantastic player, great player. Nice fellow as well. Make sure you tune in though, because there's loads of good stuff to talk about. Um, he always used to avoid us though, Big Ben, didn't he? He did. Didn't like being interviewed, did he? He always used to sneak out around the back and yeah. see him run away from us. Yeah, he did. This is true, he did that a lot. Very um, quiet, man. Yeah, he was, he was a fantastic player. Um, lose your lose forward, Parker? Uh, again, not, not really a position we've been blessed with uh, in, in many terms. I think I was thinking, I was trying to wrap my brain and I remember Luke Swain playing at the start of this, this you know, this decade sort of thing. Um, he was he was good, but I don't know how many games he played in the, in the last, in, in, you know, in, in that period. Um, Stephen Wilde could have possibly, you know, maybe got in there, but uh, I've gone with Flash. I've gone with Mark Flanagan. Mm. Uh, I think since he's been with us, he's he's been an absolute, you know, he's been a leader. He's been uh, shown shown class at times. He's he, again recently he's probably suffered a little bit more of injury but he is you know he's getting on a bit but um, a very smart player 
and uh, I think he's a loose forward and, and a leader which you need. Um, I, I really struggled to find anybody in the last sort of ten years that's been better for us. So uh, yeah, we've we'll, we'll Matt Flanagan. Yeah, he's, he's kind of a you know one of our what has one of him has been one of our main players, and he uh, in, in his period and so for who to forget about the million pound medical pass. Um, to uh, Ben Murdoch the Salot and then to Greg Johnson in the dying seconds of that game. But it's, it's a bit more than that. He's got a rugby league brain. He links the play up really well, and he and he kind of like adds that bit of bit of classing in big moments. I think uh, in his time at a in a, in a Salford shirt, uh, Paul. Uh, he's played ninety seven games so far, scoring nine tries, um, which, which kind of shows that he's. Durable as well. The 97 games is a lot of games. It's the glue, Rob, isn't it? That's what, what always goes and the glue that holds the team together. And um, I know he's very well respected, isn't he, amongst the supporters and his fellow players as well. And he's one of them guys that never lets you down, does he? And he's a clever player as well. You know, he can get that offload, he can pass that, that neat short ball that he puts out. And, you know, his defensive work's tremendous as well. And, you know, there was talk a few years ago about him perhaps leaving. I know Cass was sniffing round, and I'm so glad that we kept him because I, I thought he was he's been excellent for us. He, he really has. I mean, last season he probably didn't play as much as as what he has done in recent seasons. But um, you know, as as we as we we all do, we get older, don't we? And uh, he's probably reaching the twilight of his career now. But still, a very very clever player. And like Pike, he says we've we've not really been blessed in the loose forward position in the last ten years. We've had some good loose forwards before that. You know, in the nineties and in the 80s and what have you, but I'd be struggling to, to pick someone else. I'd say Luke Swain, yeah, he was a, he was a grafter with an hard worker, but Luke's a specialist position, Luke's forward, isn't it? And I can't think of anybody else, really. Off the top of my head, there's no one, really, that's, that's standing out apart from, from Flash. So, yeah, again, he's another one that'll be in my team, I think. Yeah, so let's just quickly go through your, your starting 13, Parker. You've got nine levels at full-back, Joey Broughton, Joel Newell, Junior Sal, Ken Seal. Uh, Rob Louie at 6, Jackson Aces at 7, Lee Mossop at 8, Joey at 9, uh, Ray Kashmir at 10, uh, Josh Jones in the second row, uh, Ben Murnett Masala is your other second row, and at loose forward you've got Mark Flanagan. Very good side that, yeah. Parker. Um, yeah. Who do you put on in your bench? What's your first bench spot and, and why? Uh, well, I've gone, I've gone obviously three forwards and a, and a, and a back, uh, just to, for balance. I didn't have to, but I've done it that way anyway. Uh, so I've gone. I've gone with Rangi Chase. Uh, on his day, absolutely unplayable. Special, special player. Uh, it didn't always have his day. Um, bit of a bit crackers, obviously, as we as we know. And I don't mean that in a in a in a derogative way. I just mean on the on the pitch, he, he could do one thing one minute, and then you wouldn't even know he was there. Sometimes, probably one of them players we've been talking about under the coup cashier, where you know a little bit too flashy for for what we needed, um, but. As a player, I mean that 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 pass that must be shown on you know YouTube more times than than certain other YouTube videos we could mention. Um, it that was that was world class. It was shown all over the world. It's shown, I think it was shown on like Soccer AM and things like that. It was that good. Um, brilliant player, brilliant player. Nice little player to bring off the bench, I suppose, if you needed to. Uh, yeah, so I put I put Randy on there. Yeah, like Parky said, a, a wonderful talent. Uh, puts pe- makes people, you know, sit on the edge of the seats. Um, you know, so many fantastic moments in a Salford shirt. Uh, played for us between 2014 and 2015. 
Uh, played 42 games, scored 15 tries, kicked 13 goals, kicked three drop goals. Um, but yeah, he was he was a, a person that, that brought the people in because you didn't know what to expect with Rangie Chase. It kind of, the, t- the team needed a bit more structure, I thought, at that point than what he was willing to give them. So it, the team didn't really function as well as it should have done. But if you're a fan and you want to be entertaining, <clears throat> Paul, uh, then Rangi Chase is a, is a go-to man. Yeah, I think with someone like Rangi, you, you need a, a structured sort of half-back with him, don't you? I mean, if you look at the team now, perhaps someone like Jackson Aston's and Rangi Chase would probably work because, uh, you know, Jackson plays to that, that structure, doesn't he, and, and leads a team around it. But if Rangi Chase isn't a guy who's going to lead a team, is he? He's, he's one that's going to going to tee off and, and do his own thing and he didn't create that bit of magic that's what he that's what he's there for but uh, you know I, I thought it was a lucky at Salt 3 he got that big ban didn't he he banned for about 7 games for that misdemeanour at Huddersfield I thought which was very harsh at the time um, and things weren't going our way was it at that time people were a lot of off the field things going on as well it wasn't wasn't as settled I think I think he'd work well under a coach like Watson in what we've got now you know the stability that we've got now when Rangi was there it was very unstable at Salford one at the time but no doubt and he's a fantastic player and yeah that pass was magnificent and that drop that drop goal at Hull in uh, mm. golden point extra time when we didn't know it was golden point extra time we all stood there and thought we, we've won we've won it's the end of the game I'll never forget that but uh, but no I, I like Rangi Chase and he's at Doncaster I believe isn't he next, uh, next season he's yeah. signing again so it'll be interesting to see how he goes I think at Doncaster in the championship or oh, the League One, I think the League the League One not too sure. I don't, I don't think they got promoted, did they? I don't know. No, I think I think they're in League One, so it'll be be interesting to see how, oh. how, how they go. Yeah, he was, I think he was part of was he part of the England squad while he was with us, uh, which which shows he he was you know he, he had talent and he like I said he was just unfortunate it was what the team wasn't right for him. I think if we had, if we had a good a team that was like you said more structured and more uh, you know. What's the word looking for? Kind of knew what to do in the right situation. I think he'd be, it'd have been a will beater for us. But he did, he did leave us with some fantastic memories uh, in a sofa shirt. Who's your second sub packer? Right, well, I've gone. Now this, this is where it wouldn't work. But I've gone with, I've gone with three prop forwards from the bench. Um, only because we've got that many. I've had that many good ones. Uh, I've gone. One of them. The first one I'm going to go with is, is Gil Dudson. Another man who, who was, I think Paul mentioned it at the start of the this uh, trio of podcasts that he shot a lot of people. He surprised a lot of people. You know, who's this? You know, fat so and so that's coming in. He's never done anything. He's this. Uh, we got him into shape, and last season, uh, just absolutely. He looks, he looks terrifying. And yet, if you ever spoke to him, which I'm sure one of you two guys has, what a lovely, well-spoken, you know, mild-mannered man he is. Um, Still wouldn't like to get on the wrong side of him, but I, I think he last season absolutely phenomenal. He, he, he carried us a lot. He, again, how many games did he miss? Not not many for a prop forward to get through that kind of work. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Hill was was magnificent. I hope I hope we get the same again next year. Yeah, an absolute warrior in our in our forward pack. Never took a back step. A lot of people when he first signed were. Kind of, let's say, well, let's say, a bit worried that he wouldn't be at an eight degree. But you know, how wrong was everybody? What a fantastic performer! One of our leading lights in a in a magical campaign in two thousand and nineteen. Uh, and you know, 
unfortunate for me to miss out on Great Britain. He was that good. Uh, and I'm sure there's plenty more uh, to come in 2020 and beyond, uh, Paul. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm surprised he didn't get picked. Well, I'm not surprised he didn't get picked for Great Britain because that's just the way it is, isn't it? Sometimes people get picked on past reputation. I think that was part of the problem with Great Britain, but uh, it's another story. But yeah, I thought Gil Dutton was excellent. I thought he had a fantastic season for us. And like Parkes is a really nice fella as well off the, off the pitch. He's like a qualified accountant, very clever, very clever man. Um, but no, he's he is pretty frightening. I spoke to him a few times when he's coming out. He said, "Gil, have you got five minutes?" And he just sort of stared at him and go, "Yeah, of course I have." But, but um, no, he's a really good guy, really good guy, and looking forward to seeing him again in, in 2020. That, like I said before, that that front row there of of, of Dudson and, and Mossop and some of the other guys we've got there coming in. Some we've got a big forward pack next season. We really have. We've got some big forwards there, and uh, you know the guys we've mentioned, um, if a Hiko, if I've got his name right there, Pauly Pauly, got Adam Walker as well. Some real big lads in that in that pack. Okay, Paul. Seb, I'm calling him Seb. <laughs> okay, what <out> you say? <laughs> I'm going to learn it. I'm going to learn his name. I'm going to use it every opportunity. You know what I mean? It's it's one of them. I don't learn. I don't normally learn players' names that well. Uh, but I think we've got this one nailed down. So. Okay. Third sub, uh, Parker. Uh, uh, I've gone with uh, Craig Copjack. Uh, again, real leader for us, a real warrior um, in, in the pack. Uh, when he left, I was, you know, when we knew he was leaving, I was really disappointed. Uh, I thought he did a great job for us. Um, I, I, I just thought every week you knew what you were getting out of him. He, he, he never, you know, he never took a day off. He just kept going and going and going. Uh, a player I really respected. Again, another player that when we signed him, people were going, oh, he's been here, he's been there, he's never really done anything. I, I thought he was an absolute cornerstone of our, of our pack at that time. And uh, I, I think he, I don't know, I, I think, again, he's moved to Wakefield. And I've not seen much of him since, I don't know. But I don't think there'd be uh, a fan or a player in the game that wouldn't have some respect for, for Craig and what he offers. Uh, he gives you every, everything he's got. And I thought he was, I thought he was really good for us. Yeah, played between 2016 and 2018, played 84 games, scored 13 tries for Salford. Like you said, Parker, you know, our leader of the pack uh, during that period of time. What a workhorse, always grafting, uh, very consistent. Um, and you can't ask for anything more. Nice bloke as well, off the field. Uh, always you know, willing to have a chat with us when we were available. Uh, yeah, fantastic um, performer for us, Paul. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I was, I was um, disappointed to see him go to, to Wakefield because, as you said, there he'd been the cornerstone of the pack. And when we did our three-word match reports, it was um, you know, Copy was always up there, wasn't he, receiving the awards and that because he's very, very consistent sort of player. But no, you know, players move on, don't they? And um, he went to Wakefield, and I don't know. Have Wakefield seen the best of him? I'm not, I'm not too sure, and um, I think I think we got some really good years service out of Copy, but never really let us down. You know, played off that, um, played off the front foot, didn't he? Really front foot sort of play. Got us on a on a roll sometimes, and especially that 2017 season there. I thought Copy was. I think I remember what I was saying to us. Um, he run, he's running to burst. That was his um, his line, and, and and he was like that. There was a couple of games where he was absolutely on fire. Uh, Cop Jackie was charging the ball and breaking through, and you know un- unstoppable for, for some games in that season. And he had a really good year for us in 2017. Yeah, disappointed to see him go, but uh, but no, definitely worth a place in the squad. Yep. Yeah. Who was your final uh, member of year 17, Paul? 
Uh, right, well, this guy, uh, I've got, again, another player I've got nothing but respect for, and he's, he's, he's not, he didn't stay with us very long, and ever since he moved to this to his current club, uh, he's always shown us a lot of respect. Uh, Scott Saylor, uh, another prop forward who we had for one year, and, and despite him knowing that he was only here on loan, that he was going to, to hold the next year, this was a stopgap, he never treated it like that. Every week, um, you know, he, what a player he's turned out to be. Um, but he was he was great for us. The commitment he's shown in that, that one year, I think he was potentially our best player that year. Um, and, and, you know, obviously he moved on. We knew he was going anyway. We'd have loved to have kept hold of him, but uh, a really, really good prop forward. Uh, had a, a lot to his game. He got ridiculed early on in his, his time at Salford. I mean, slightly overweight, but he certainly uh, shut a lot of people up as that season went on. And, uh, yeah, I, I think he's in there not just because of his quality, but because of what he showed. He, he could have come here for a, a season off if he wanted and got paid. You know, that, he, but he didn't. He worked and he, he certainly made a, a big impact. Yeah, he was on loan 2015, played 30 games, scored seven tries, uh, was voted our player of the year uh, that year, the Devil of Detail player of the year, uh, to keep that wonderful record of our player of the year's leaving. Um, but yeah, it was it was fantastic for us. Um, you know, great, you know, barging runs down the middle, uh, Paul. Uh, yeah, it was just unfortunate he had to go. For, he had to leave because he was only on loan. Yeah, well, that, that's it. But you know, you couldn't question him when he was when he was at Salford. He was his attitude was was, was top notch, wasn't it? And every time I've seen him play, you know, for Hull since, and he's. Um, He's one of them players that gets really fired up, doesn't he, and, and believes in the cause. And um, a bit like Jackson Hastings, he, he he's one of those players that cares. You know, wears his heart on his sleeve. And when he when things don't go his way, when I've seen Hull on the telly and things like that, he's he's upset. And I like I like to see that in a player when a player's got that sort of edge to him. And uh, he had that when he was at Salford. He's obviously been at Hull KR as well and Hull. But you know, a very very consistent prop forward wherever he's been. Yeah, yeah, fa- fantastic. Uh, you know, Salford player for that short period of time so that was your 17 Parker you know fantastic full of good quality uh, and I look forward to to what me and uh, Paul have to produce uh, in the next week or so yeah and hopefully a few of the uh, you know our our listeners and and whatever can all come together with theirs I know it takes a bit of time it's not easy to do Um, I've been uh, lucky by being unlucky recently and having a bit of time on my hands Um, and uh, so yeah, I, I had a I had a bit of a bit more time than most to have a look at it. But I'm sure everybody's going to have their own opinions. And there's players in there that even I would, you know, possibly look at and question. But it's what we've had uh, what we've had besides that. But yeah, no, I think I think it's a pretty strong side. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't argue with seeing that turn up uh, each week. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, if if anyone out there, I know our listeners think we can better that team that. Parkies put together. Don't forget to tweet us at DITDSRD and uh, give us your 17 and we'll, we'll read them out and see and pick bones out of them as well. So that's the end of this marathon uh, podcast, uh, Parky. Big thanks for joining us and talking all things Soul for a Devil. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, uh, you know, you know, lads, anytime. I absolutely love it. And uh, yeah, great, great chatting with you and uh, blowing away a few cobwebs. And, uh, you know, let's be honest, it's not far off now. So uh, yeah, let's look forward to the new season. Yeah, three podcast, three podcasts in a week, uh, Paul. It's been a it's been a long one, but a good one. 
Yes, I've enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed speaking to you both tonight and uh, recording these three podcasts over the week. Really enjoyable and it's whetting my appetite for the season now. So, uh, you know, I'm sure there'll be some interesting stories this week. We'll have to keep our eye on the Hastings developments and things like that. But no, really enjoyed it, guys. And uh, brilliant. Yeah. Big thanks, Sean, is on this week's uh, Devil in Detail podcast. I've been on Parkinson. He finds on Facebook, Devil in Detail SRD. He finds on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact Falls. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>